Captain America throws his mighty shield. The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. You're different. Now, don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest you take a really close look at it. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Marvelverse podcast, Across the Airways podcast, dedicated to reviewing Cages of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cages Carter, Marvel's Netflix shows, kind of the movies, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Dan Schmidt, your Excelsior host, and with me is people recovering from a very intense night last night, my co-host. <laughs> hey guys, it's Nikki. Hello, it's Josh. There it is, James. And with that, we're going to go get to Nikki explaining what we're doing on this exciting episode. And this episode, we'll be discussing episode 18 of season 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Singularity, and listener feedback. All right, before we get into all of that, we have some news from Nico this week about the stuff going on at the Marvelverse, including... The Giggly the Defenders getting a showrunner for their Netflix series. So that's exciting things to look forward for all of you. The Defenders finds its showrunners. Hell's Kitchen is about to get a heck of a lot more interconnected. The Defenders, the New York City neighborhood's team of heroes, is set to unite the titled characters from Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Luke Cage in Netflix Marvel TV universe. So it makes sense, naturally, that the show would have some familiar faces behind the scenes to help coalesce the small screen equivalent of the Avengers team up. The miniseries event Marvel's The Defenders will star Charlie Cox, Kristen Ritter, Mike Coulter, and Finn Jones as Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, respectively. Season 2 of Daredevil was widely acclaimed by fans and critics alike, meaning we're sure that more than a few of you are going to be excited by this new development. I know I am. And that's the news with Nico for this week. Alright, thanks Nico. Stopping by with some exciting news about the Defenders. Okay, now we're going to dive right into talking about an episode of Gages of S.H.I.E.L.D. that had everybody holding their breath. Contitled The Singularity. <laughs> The S.H.I.E.L.D. team is left reeling and decimated as Hive continues to sway Inhumans to his side. But there is a sliver of hope as Agents Fitz and Simmons follow a lead that may be able to stop the maniacal Inhuman once and for all. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. We we saw a cart to heart with Daisy and Hive. That was very, very cool. Among other things. Yes. But that was creepy. Especially her head on her, her leading her head. Cut his shoulder. Yeah, Hive turned up. Brett turned up the maximum creep when he played Hive this week, and I have to say, props to him because he he always does an amazing performance. But this week is just like, ugh. 
I think it's funny when he tilts his head. Whenever yeah. he tilts his head, it's kind of funny. It's almost like he's he's like a cat. He's just looking at you like, what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> and but then on the other hand, this whole creep fast that he did with uh, Sky, this this not really heart to heart, but dead man talking to uh, you know to Daisy. Um, although he kept calling her Sky, which is funny that they finally fixed that up. Yeah. Um, Anybody else think that it's kind of uh, purple manish this relationship? Oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, he's influencing her pleasure centers, making her happy to do his bidding and to stay with him, you know? So it's really no different than purple man saying, you will love me and you will <laughs> let me call you Sky. But what's creepier <laughs> about this is, these people are still making decisions. It's like he skews yeah. their decisions. Because mm -hmm. Daisy still thinks she's protecting the team from someone dying. Keep it under Hyde's control. Which was weird. No, yeah, yeah it yeah. was, it was, it's like he's exerting control over her frontal lobe, which is responsible for decision making. And it's like making her actually believe, like, this is, because that's what she wants to believe. So it's almost like he's pulling out. He's pulling out her will, and he's like, "This is what you want to happen. So this is what will happen." So he's make he's made her absolutely believe the hive is like working on her brain. The infection's working on those areas of her brain, which are like, "Yeah, yeah this I have to do this." And the way yep. he speaks is also so calming and soothing, which makes it doubly creepy because of what he's saying. <laughs> but he's so soft spoken. And he's not yelling and he's not screaming for attention. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. He's just, he just commands it in a way that is scary. He's, he's using um, all the tricks of the trade of how to get people to pay attention to what you say. Because for years, people have said that if you truly want people to hear you, don't shout, whisper. They have a tendency to lean in closer and strive harder to hear what you have to say and therefore to fast them more. And he's using that technique. Right, this is like and that's kind of creepy. Hitler to the extreme, because what this is, uh, this is uh, the yeah. ultimate Hitler. Because, I mean, well, Hitler was somewhat bombastic in his public speaking. <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, essentially, Kydra, to me, essentially, when it was created the comic books, was an offshoot of Nazis. Well, yeah, it was well, a Nazi, yes, it was a Nazi science division Good but um, we've kind of changed what Hydra yeah. is in this universe because Hydra was not this, you know, centuries-old right. organization. But it was begun as the Nazi science division. Okay. So it does have yeah. its roots there, but Red Skull took it another direction because he didn't really care about the politics. He just right. cared about the science and no. what he could do with it and how he could take over the world with it. Which is funny because while it was science, although he said science, he's, his most important dabbling was in the occult and ancient history, you know? He looked into legends and stuff like that and myths and mysticism in order to find something that would expand and uh, increase his science capabilities. Mm -hmm. 
which is an interesting take on it. And I think it's going to pay um, – We that's a very important part of the MCU because it shows how science and magic, ancient – what was considered magic – to be one and the same, or can go hand in hand, which right. leads to Doctor Strange. Well, um, Robert, they were talking about it, Thor, exactly the, the yeah. quote from Robert C. Clarke, which is "Magic is just science that hasn't been able to, that's not able to be explained yet." Well, there was a yeah. scientist in this episode to Romania yeah. too. That was right. the same type of thing they were talking about with him. Yeah. So. You know, it's just, and I think I have to, going back to Hive really quickly, I have to say, like, the whole um, saga with uh, James as well was very sad to me because he had, like, literally no chance the whole time, which was, no. made me feel they were sad. Setting, they were setting right. him up. Yeah. But who knew what his powers were going to be? I did. Nobody. I saw it coming the whole way yeah. when I saw the preview next week and there was fire all over the place. It's like, yep, he's all fire. <laughs> well, see, we called it. We called it uh, yeah. last week, too, when, or even... The week before that, um, when we first introduced it, was introduced James. Yeah. Well, you did. He could be. He could be. Um, can you hear me? I'm sorry. That yeah. he could become Hellfire since his name was James. Mm-hmm. Well, would he be broken free of the control to be a secret warrior? Greggy is the color books. Potentially. Is that what they're going to do? Kyle? Well, since well, we're, we've we've never really had a real secret warriors team up yet we've had like a couple here and there i'm still waiting for my secret warriors team up really well that's also another thing i noticed is that in some ways you could almost say that hive's mini group is like the secret warriors now mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we still don't have our secret warriors i think the it's plan like kids to get there eventually because they yeah. to get there well, then they sh- they should they should have not changed their advertising for that last that one episode. <laughs> Probably well, I mean, Daisy though. called them Secret Warriors, so you know you got it. Yeah, but it wasn't really that. That was to me that but was nobody, not the Secret Warriors. But yeah, they saw, weren't ready. Nobody saw that twist coming. That was yeah. no. That, that we knew was somebody ready. was. We knew somebody was going to be turned, but right. Do you hide the yeah. episode? Get away without giving anything away. I'm still like. Um, James and I were talking about it, my roommate James. And he's like, why take away two really dynamic characters and pull them out for most wanted, which doesn't really make sense anymore because they're not really wanted by anybody, um, yes. and not give Daisy her secret warriors as a spinoff show. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Leave Bobby and Hunter and spin off Daisy because the secret warriors is a show we really, 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 really want. And it's, a, it's ready-made for a spinoff. Because it's a whole team, and they can go back and forth to Shield, whereas Most Wanted, we're not going to get that. That we know. They're kind of in. Well, if they're they had to be disavowed, they can't go back. No, but I mean they can. Like they'll probably come into contact at some point. I think it also offers the next year a better opportunity to actually expand the universe of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because you can have this like covert operation stuff going on, but it's not directly tied to Shield. That's not what. But that's not what the show is about. Oh, well, we don't really know what the show is about, really. We just know that it's about Dominic Fortune and Bobby and Hunter like working and they're under him and most, how he's going. And they're wanted by who? That's the question. We'll find out. Well, the other yeah, thing is, it's they're supposed to be like be going from town to town, according yeah. to the the what the description of the show was. They're just kind of running, and I was just like, 
we were talking about the other night. We're like, I was, I was agreeing. I was like, yeah, I think Secret Warriors would have been a better fit for its own spinoff and leave Bobby and Hunter on Agents of Shield because they're a really they bring a good dynamic to the group. I, I'm still thinking that all of this is just a front. I still think that it is going to be uh, probably a Secret Warriors thing with Bobby and Hunter being the, in the leads and helping out and helping them cope and find new inhumans and stuff like that. That way, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could still be about S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we can have a Secret Warriors. Now, I know they have a um, Most Wanted logo and all that kind of stuff, but after this deal with Hive and after Civil War and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be that inhumans are going to be wanted by the government. They're going to try to hunt them down for registration. So who's to say it's not secret warriors? And I, since they've not, I mean, yeah, Dominic Fortune, okay, and they're, they're releasing plot points with uh, with um, Bobby and, and Hunter. All right, so Bobby. that's an underlying storyline. That's something else that they have to deal with. That's just one storyline about it. And I think that it's going to be secret warriors with this underlying storyline as well. That's my, my. I think they're just throwing us off. I think Dominic Fortune is going to be their financer. They don't oh, want yeah. to get this started. They need some money. They go to him to help with that in situation. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. That's, basically what they, that's basically what they've said so far about Dominic Fortune is that he's the one that they're going that they go to because he's the one who's only only one who's willing to help them. But he has his own agenda that they have to deal with. So the other thing is, yeah. I think Daisy, after she gets caught of this mind control thing, because it's going to be kind of messed up in the head. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if she'll be fit to lead the group. So they may need someone like Bobby and Hunter to run the show because they're more straight-headed. Yeah. Or, or at the very least, Daisy will still be there, but she'll be learning from them as well. Right. You know, yeah. and recovering and trying to gain the trust of them. Or it could be the fact that she, um, she might stay with uh, Coulson the Shield yeah. because the rest of the team still doesn't trust her yet. So she has to work, just like Shield is working to restore the trust of the of uh, right. the world, you know. Yeah. Well, I think she's so, going to need Colton and May to kind of get her direction back. Yeah, yeah. Get the situation yeah. where this is Daisy's kind of becoming the cavalry moment, where May was yeah. messed up for a while. I think we're going to see a reversal. Where May is going to want to help Daisy because I think Daisy has helped her get her personality back. Yeah. yeah. In any case, I don't think that this season will be seeing the last of the Secret Warriors, but I'm really hoping that this is the last season that we see Hive. He's just too yeah. creepy, with especially <laughs> with his um, Davy Jones head. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that was just but I, wrong I on hope, so many levels. I do hope Brett gets got another job rather quickly. Gore gets yeah. on his own show. Because he does a great job. He really does. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm rooting for him as an yeah. actor. I, I hope, um, I hope like, uh, his and uh, Simon's short film actually, like, blows up and becomes something popular so that they both get good jobs because I think they both deserve it. And they are oh, yeah. Really talented. Oh, I agree. So. That would be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. In fact, it would be better if, if the short film got, got blown up and, at the same time, 
you know, they be, they they go against a bad guy who is played by B.J. Britt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Now, um, so. speaking of him, of Brett Dalton, um, his character Hive got shot, and he didn't um, bleed. He had ichor. He had yeah. ooze. He was Ivan Ooze for a little while. That was just, Gosh, and it was, he was like a yellowish brown. Yeah. That was kind of gross. It was. <laughs> it Brett was Dalton creepy gross. Brett Dalton is Lord Zed in the new Fire Rangers franchise. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's the new Ivan Ooze. Yeah, new Ivan Ooze. Can we, uh, should we go move on to Colson and May now? So we don't yeah, have to talk about talk gross about. things. <laughs> That's what I want to talk uh, about. Let's talk about something that we thought was going to be better, but isn't. Well, I thought, I thought the dynamic between them, because this episode was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Where it was kind of like, this question is, because calls it like Hive to me, because it's the same type of relationship. Because of the whole thing where Carlson came to the conclusion, yeah, she's like a daughter to me. That's how much Daisy means to me. Because it's kind of throwing me off. Because I thought May was perfect. To be the voice of reason here, because that's the way she yeah. handled it was awesome. Yeah, I have yeah. to admit, I really like that Colson's like starting to own up to his own mistakes in the past, and how much he's like really starting to um, admit to himself that he's maybe not a great person all around, and he's actually like making some mistakes that are kind of important to not make. So, well, he's always been the kind of person to admit that he is not perfect. He is not the best at things, oh. but. This moment, um, this little talk with May, I think really opened his eyes to just how dark things had been getting. And that's why he apologized later on, was that I think he truly realized that he was slowly turning to the dark side. And he was doing all that he could to bring down somebody again. And I think that he was... Uh, stepping over lines, or at least coming close to stepping over those lines. Maybe he thinks he's gone to the point of no return and can't come back. But I don't think he's gone that far yet. Certainly has not gone that far with May as Fitz and Simmons have gone. But <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed Colson this episode for many reasons. But I loved his character development. He did go dark. He did go, I don't care. This is what's going to happen. That's not, it's not up for negotiations to being practically verbally slapped in the face by May and having to come face to face with what he has been doing and things like that. And therefore, having to come to grips with that and turning around and apologizing, which tells me that while he might still make some decisions similar to those those dark ones, I think he's going to be a little bit more careful mm-hmm. now, you know? And I find it interesting that May, the one who loves a good fight and just wants to go in and pound people down into submission most of the time, is the voice of reason on lightening up. I mean, you got to think that when May, the Calvary... Yeah. And when she when she's the one that says you're going too far, that kind of should be a slap in the face. That'd be like Darth Vader saying, you know, that's a little too dark. <laughs> you know, 
Let's let's lighten up on the force lightning, shall we? Quad poor Lincoln. <laughs> Can he crawl into the broad fire? Speaking of lightning. With the Agent Carter vest? Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It was the Agent Carter vest yeah. from, that they gave to the chief, the chief that started the overload. Yeah. I'm glad they fixed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. The the whole Lincoln moment and him going too far and uh, the vest and stuff like that is that was a little dark. That was a little, I'm willing to sacrifice you, you know, in uh, in order to make sure you don't turn, you know. And that that was dark, mm-hmm. but he redeemed himself massively. Even Ming Wen was saying that it was the best part of the episode with that shield hand. Yes, yes. Taking yeah. a little leaf out of his hero's notebook. I, get, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, it was Captain America inspired. Gotta say. Yeah. I Nikki, I have to say that when I watched that part in my mind. I could almost see you like squealing like a little girl, going, "Oh, that's so awesome!" <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know how there, close there, I am. <clears throat> there was uh, squealing because one, it looked like Cap Shield, and two, he used it as like Cap would would be to protect somebody. Yeah. And because it's Coulson, and I just think that the fact that it's included in you know the hand. That he had asked, you know, he had gotten Fitz to do that. I just thought the combination of of why he did it and what it looks like and how it's how he's using it. It's like he's getting back that part of himself that mm-hmm. loved Cap and everything he loved about Cap, and um, kind of making, you know, this. I want. It's like asserting I'm, you know, I am Captain America. Kind of this is what I believe in. It was to me a reclaiming of the character of Coulson that, you know, we all know and love and has kind of, I mean, I think for character development wise, it's great that I think it's fantastic for him to go a little dark. Um, But to know it at his core, he still holds those same beliefs to be so important. For me, that's what the shield meant. And it looked awesome. Variety shield. <laughs> I wonder if this but, shield could be thrown. God, I don't think so. so. Oh, it looks like it was a projection be... from the hand, but you know, you never know with special effects. But I, on the vest issue, I would like to say that I'm waiting for the new line of murder vest by <laughs> Anne Foley. Good. And yeah. I tweeted, I tweeted that to her, and she, she, she appreciated that. Yeah. I was like, will it be under Dior? Or Alexander McQueen or Dickies, you know, which yeah. what what label will she be under? But um, I thought that the the vest was it was really very cool looking sci fi and it did the job. And I thought Colson had, you know, he is willing to sacrifice. But I, I think it was also meant to show Lincoln that we're not willing to let anything happen to you, except for killing you, of course. Except for killing you if we have to. But that's right. only that's like it's like taking the cyanide capsules. It's like if you if you're if there's no redeeming you, if there's no way back, then this is what we have to do. But the only not, difference, yeah. So the only difference between that and a cyanide capsule is the person with cyanide capsule is the one who gets to choose when to use it. Right. This was, like a, this this was more like a mechanical eye. Right. But it. But if 
if they're infected by hive, they can't make rational decisions. True, Guy, and you're right, James. It is like the mechanical eye. Guy, I think I'm going to say this. Guy, I think that that Grinkin may be the exception to the control because Josh, you were talking about how he kind of, kind of like the electrical impulses got his brain, got his brain kind of made him irrational at times and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm right. wondering if he can like fry the control that Kive could take over him. I think so. Response. Yeah, I think he'll be immune. I think yeah. they'll find that his his mind, because his body has electrical impulses running through it so strongly at all times, that his mind is able to like nothing can stay in his brain that doesn't belong there because it would just fry. Exactly. I think any parasite that entered entered his body would die. It's like Okay, those bug zappers that people have hanging outside their house. Yep. Exactly. His body is a bug zapper. The cage is his skin, and the, then when they go inside, they <laughs> kind of thing. Because you well, could see that inside of his body with the way his eyes glow up in this episode. Right. Well, the yeah. only I almost that thought is he was going to break into super speed. <laughs> yeah. Kind but until they find that out, they until they figure out that that could happen, then right. then he's true. still in danger. True. And so yeah. no, because if that's true, they have they don't know that because he's right. that he hasn't been infected but or I hasn't had attempted an infection. It's a good resolution to keep his character to the game because I don't think you could sideline him the whole time till the end of the season. Like you have to bring him into the game and also. To kind of have that suspense that, oh crap, they could get screwed over because he could get taken control. There's of no tension in in saying, oh well, he can't be infected. Right, exactly. There's no tension in the writing. There's no tension in the drama. But, but it's just, it's... what's the point of even having him there if you know? So, there's no tension until it... we know. Until we know he can do that. When the time is right, he's gonna come in. Guys, maybe the hero. They're gonna figure it out. When it's the most exciting. When we get to the point where they could give us that yes hero moment, where the cavalry comes I, I will to... try to infect him, and they'll figure out it's right. not working. And then, the, then one of the Fitzsimmons will say, oh, and we'll figure it out on the spot because they won't be studying it. They'll just figure out right. somehow maybe this is what's going on. And then he's there like they're Jessica Jones. He's the one who's exactly. immune. Right. And he so, can go in. Two things. One, I would love to see Hive's face when he tries to infect Lincoln and it doesn't take. <laughs> um, and two, Lincoln said that these powers are given to them for a reason, as a balance. Yep. What if Lincoln's powers were given to him so that he would be immune to this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, where's Lash been? Because I feel like, again, he would be a great asset in this battle, but no one's going yeah. to bring him out yet. But I do feel like he'd actually be a really... I think he might come out next week because um, it seems like they're getting close to the desperation point, so they might have to actually take him out. And then yeah. the Kree being there, too, is probably going to be another reason why they might want to bring him out, just because he is so strong and could maybe protect them if the Kree decide to turn on S.H.I.E.L.D. That's just yeah. kind of rare right now. I think they yeah, yeah. weren't sure how dangerous or scary Hive could be, but now after Fitzsimmons got their encounter, I think they may go a little bit further. I think they thought they could yeah. handle it on their own in this 
Cubs are kind of showed. They're a little under-equipped. <laughs> now that we've seen Colson's energy shield, I, I kind of wish that they would develop Lincoln's powers a little bit more to the point where he's now using things not just to shock people, but he's actually hitting them like across the room, almost like they're force. It's a, oh. it's a force instead of electrical. And I'm wondering at what point in time will he realize that he can uh, manipulate the energy into forms and maybe have his own energy shield, Ooh. you know? Because really, if you think about it, his body is made up of this stuff, and it can control this stuff, and he can manipulate it all. And if he can use it to punch people, or even, as we've seen, pick them up and throw them across the room, okay? That means he's manipulating more than just electricity. He's manipulating the, um, all the energy fields around people, including gravity and all that stuff. What's to say that he won can't create his own energy shield around him or in front of him, and two, could actually become living energy. Mm -hmm. And therefore, at that speed, he can travel if he wants. I think he hasn't tried it yet because he's scared of unleashing too much power. He doesn't that sure. Like if he's going to go nuts or hurt anybody. or I think mentally he's almost scared to do it because... He's not sure if the impulses of that could make him unhinged. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that, though. I, I hope to see more of him in the future uh, of season. Me too. Kind of like the yeah. actor as well. Now, moving on to Fitzsimmons. Got the happy parts. Everyone, everyone mostly happy. They did scare me that something bad was going to happen when they got separated. Then yeah. Clive showed up and was creeper on Simmons. Because well as they <laughs> God, he's creepy on everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope he's not gonna creep on May next because that'd be weird. So. <laughs> oh, that would be weird. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I, I think May like, though would probably just like shoot him first and ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weird thing. Yeah, the weird thing about that scene because I just wanted to ask you guys. It almost was like he was talking to her because if Will was Kive the whole time she was with him. Yeah. it was um, almost I, like. He was connecting with her so he could get back because he thought that was maybe his way to get back to Earth. It was creepy like that. Yeah, it was. The big question I have about this is I don't know if um, I don't know if I was hearing this or not, but did like Brett's voice change like significantly? When he was... Yeah, I thought I think that they might have called the actor who played Will back to get to like do some voiceover because I feel like he was speaking in, in uh, Will's voice. Well, that's yeah. what that's what he does. I mean, they with like Malik's brother. They had the voiceover, but the voices are all fairly soft-spoken and uh, not really distinctive enough for, like, there to be, like... So it kind of does sound like it's coming out of Hive, but it's really the other other memories, the other entity. But uh, I think it... I think the actor was... I mean, I'm pretty sure the actor was there. What she responded to was the voice, not what was being said. Because yeah. he could have said, yeah, it's, hi, it's hi. I mean, I, I'm Will. Yeah, I'm talking. This is Will talking now. And it, if it was in Brett's voice, it wouldn't have, it would be like, no, you're just Hive. It's creepy and it's hurtful and it's the maximum impact to devastate her if it's Will's voice. Just like it yeah. was Malik's brother's voice. Well, they, and I just wonder... like it's, it's more 
uh, Ward's voice when he was talking to Sky, who he called mm-hmm. Sky, mm-hmm. because it kind of changed when he said, "But that's, but that's what he called you." Yeah. You know, he, when he she goes, "Well, I changed it since the last." You know, it's yeah. like it, it was a different. There was a different quality to his voice when he was speaking as with Ward's memories. So it's like when he has those memories, the the voice of the person comes out, or it's, he's and he uses it as a manipulation. It's a tool. Yeah, I do love the moment when when Simmons just like saw right through and just shot him because I was just I was just yeah. like, yes, girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. That's why she got the gun. Yeah. But I did think it and, was fantastic that when she figured out that the guy in the chair had a prosthetic eye so she could just jab him with the needle. It's like, that's my girl. That's my is it just me? girl. I, thought, I just thought it was kind of cool that it was John Hanna who was in this episode because I'm actually oh, a really big fan of John Hanna. If, if you saw any of my tweets... <laughs> On ATA, it was, oh, my effing God, is that John Hanna? Oh, my God, it's John Hanna. Good. It's like, I want John Hanna to say, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm such a huge John Hanna fan. Like, ever since five, Four Weddings and a Funeral, like, <laughs> I have been in love, half in love with that man. And then he was in The Mummy and The Mummy oh, Returns, yeah. which are two of my favorite movies. And just everything Hilarious. that that man is in, he is, the fu- he is a funny comedic actor he he nails it with the comedy but he is his dramatic work is simply gorgeous and i was just like i never thought i would say oh my god i want john hannah in the marvel universe because to me he's like shakespeare and he's you know also the mummy (laughs) um which he's jonathan is like my favorite character outside of rick next to rick in the mummy movies so i was just beyond excited I think he's a fantastic choice. I want him to stay as for as long as we can have him. I hope he like gets away from Hive so he could actually like work with Shield um because he is that good an actor and the show is chock full of really good actors that I I really plus I miss the British accent on the team. Um <laughs> that, that's but, Scottish, so. chalk pots quality, yeah. I think. Well, yeah, but the British is, encompasses England, Wales, Britain, and could, Northern Ireland. Could when you say British, <laughs> could some of the movies? <clears throat> do you think? Could he be someone of a crossover? I don't know. I feel like his character is a little has, bit too small at this point. Yeah, at this point, but okay. he has the gravitas of his of being who he is. Like he could. I mean, it's you know he could out you know he is an actor who actually you know a guest star on the show who actually could be projected. Because he, that's where he came, you know, that's how we know him is from film. Exactly, yeah. But the character is but, not ready. We don't know enough about him. He's not, but we could get there. you know, important enough to the universe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe he will go bad and maybe he'll be our new big bad since... Yeah, that could be cool, actually. I really like that idea. Hydra has fallen. With yeah. a whimper. Yeah. But, well, so not, I was as far reading, as we know. Right. We were, I was reading a an article and they were like, they kind of were like, this episode was great, but it kind of like felt like they were rushing to get a lot of stuff done in this episode. Yeah. So it could be out of the way. And I did feel that sense like, okay. Um, but I'm, I am really happy that Hydra is gone because we've been going back to that well too much as yeah. our big bad. We've done it for you know a little more than two seasons now. And Hydra really has no bite anymore because shield doesn't really exist anymore. And 
I'm really glad to be moving on from that because I felt like for a while, I felt like it's a crutch that the writers have yeah. relied on. Well, we'll just blame it on Hydra or we'll just have Hydra come in. It's like, no, we can't do that. You don't understand. Look at how much is out there in the world that they could be fighting. Let's get away from Hydra. And to me, this was, it was the writer saying, okay, yeah, the show's, we've kind of lost a little momentum. We lost Bobby and Hunter and it's like, we haven't focused on character development as much and the personal relationships have kind of been spotty, but this episode kind of took all of those, you know, things that I've been worried about and kind of said, okay, we're, we, we got the message. We're going to get rid of Hydra. We're going to focus on the personal, we're going to give, more meat to the personal relationships and developing those and the personal, the personal narratives, not just the relationships between people, but the characters narratives on the, on their own, like Colson's narrative and May's narrative and skies and all this. I think it's, it's getting back to a place where it was at the beginning of the season, which was so fantastic. The, the first half of the season was just boom. And then ever since we got back, it's been kind of spotty. And, and places with the personal development and the narratives. But now I think we're getting back to that, especially yeah. with Colt, with the destruction of Hydra as finally we're taking Hydra down. And as much as I feel like, yeah, it was kind of rushed. It was kind of not, it was kind of not the, Oh my God, Hydra's going to be fine. It should have been a great day. As Colson says, <laughs> but, but when Colson made that comment and Maine, they were just kind of saying there, he's like, this should have been a great day, but because of what's going on, with their personal narratives and their character, their, their relationships with the characters, it really kind of re, like restored the bulk of my faith in the show. Like, Oh, okay. We're getting out of this kind of, mm. whereas there's been great moments in the last like five, six episodes. There's also been to me, this kind of lack of there's something missing. It's not as dynamic as it used to be. But like I what happened that- to momentum? And now I think this episode was like, okay, this gave me, it was like, it listened to my conversations with my, with my fellow fr- fans and was like, okay, we've heard what you say and we're going to, we're going to fix that. But I say that's for the whole, <laughs> the, the whole universe. Yeah. Like for the movies as well. Cause the movies yeah. were using Hydra got their crutch for a lot of things. Cause wow, yeah. I think that's going to be great to go to the civil war without getting around as much. Again, I still feel like there's going to be remnants at the beginning. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Because there'll be crossbones. I think... Because um, running around and stuff. So I don't know right, how that's going to make sense. Because they will all cover it. I think crossbones, I think you're going to have people who are still loyal to the idea that right. Hydra was espousing. But you're not going to have an organization behind them. So crossbones is a villain in his own right now. He, he doesn't need Hydra behind him. And I think that so it's, like it's the smart thing the movie. Yeah, it's a smart thing to have Civil War come out at this this time for them to collapse Hydra, because it shows that we're not just fighting this mysterious entity; we're fighting each other. Right. This is I now think, um, not. Is... It's not bad guys versus good guys. It's good guys versus good guys, and that's more to me cinematic, and that's more interesting story. I'm sorry, James. Go ahead. Didn't mean to cut I you think, off. Uh... I think um this I think Civil War is going to be like Hydra's swan song because I think um Zemo is actually still connected to Hydra barely because oh, yeah. you can see certain signs of Hydra in this trailer if you look carefully. So I think Zemo is probably going to be like one last straggler or two of a few that are left and just like he's going to try to bring back the one head left or maybe another head and see what we'll see what happens. But 
Right. Yeah, I think um, Zemo is one of the last few that's actually like still powerful enough to do something. Right. So. He's he's he'll probably be like the last the last bastion of Hydra in a sense. But he's also like based on his capabilities from the comics and everything. Uh, he's also one of those villains. He could be a villain in his own right without an organization right. behind him. So right. I think that I think you're right. I absolutely think that Zemo would pro- is probably our last tie right. to Hydra. And that could this if he goes down in Civil War, which we don't know, because you know none of us has seen it except for Sean and Gavin, and they need to stop tweeting about it. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, but stop! Um, you're driving me crazy, um, in a good way. Um, I think that Hydra, as a story device, as a plot device, I think we've seen the last of it as a major story, as a major big bad, you know. In the Buffy, when we were all Buffy fans back in the day, when James was just a baby, um, <laughs> we all there were the bads and there were the big bads. Right. If you were in the, you know, and then I've when watched some episodes of Buffy, so I can so I can tell you yeah. about it. So you had the master, big bad, Spike and Drusilla, big bads. You know, you had these, and then you had little bads. Um, but uh, this, I think, Hydra was the big bad for so long. And we might still get them, you know, we'll still have, hopefully, fingers crossed, hashtag, save Agent Carter. Um, we'll still have them there, because that was really Hydra's heyday. That's the Hydra I want to see. If I'm going to, if you're going to give me Hydra, give me the Hydra that was, like, really intense. Not kind of this every man out for themselves Hydra. Okay, so, I'm we're... happy for the fall of Hydra. I think our, our, our threats, though, are going to be these big... Galian mystical ancient things get this yeah. point come with the highs get the Thanoses get some it's gonna be like this the world is changing again get that there's bigger threats out there there's much more danger to the world than they could ever imagine get I think yeah. these petty squabbles and stuff that are gonna happen there were the universe could space is gonna take note of it and they're gonna to wanna to take advantage of it with, yeah, yeah, that's kind, that's kind of what happened. Exactly. So. Thank you, James. Because in the animated uh, Avengers or Smitey's Heroes, that was really one of the things that brought the Kree and the scroll was yeah. the fact that it was like, well, all this little squabbling is going on. We might as well come in and take advantage of it. They're not paying attention. They're going to be too busy doing their own thing. We can take over. And the scroll came and they took over. And Marvel had to come and you know try to fix it. Um, Cause that so, might be happening. We don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I would love I, to see Marvel. I think it might be only because of the new, um, almost confirmed rumors that are going on that Fox ha- is giving back Fantastic Four and all that it entails to Marvel in exchange. Mm-hmm. Marvel is letting Fox make those two TV shows that they want. One called Legion, and the other one about the Hellfire Club. So I and, um, and they're loaning uh, Robert Downey Jr. To uh, well, that's the, so- that's the Sony. Well, yeah, but you know, it's it shows that people are aware that you know Marvel is what makes these films great, and that mm-hmm. when they try to do them on their when they try to do their own thing with them, not so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. much as we as much as we like, like some there are parts of the Amazing Spider-Man that I really liked, and I felt superior to the original Spider-Man films. 
mostly I found superior to especially Spider-Man three, which I do not want to talk about. Um, but the second one was just like, okay, can we pack in another villain? Can we, can we squeeze (laughs) somebody else in? Really? Just give us, just give, we have five seconds of Rhino. Can we just have two seconds of Sandman or something? You know, or I was just like, no, no. And that's the, the thing that Marvel does is they know how to make a comic book movie. And Fox and Sony, well, except for the uh, the X Men franchise, Fox and Sony not doing so great. Neither is Warner Brothers. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, the only thing Fox even. has don't. the only thing Fox has going for it right now is Deadpool. Yeah. Well, I think X Men kind of X Men kind of. I think a but I think they really let Deadpool. I really think they let those guys put together as like an independent film almost, yeah. because it was yeah. like, well, go for it. We got the property. Might as well just go for it. Now you guys take, you guys do it. We're not going to have much. We'll distribute it. Oh crap! It's a hit. Yes, we'll we're going to take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you did it correctly because they left them alone. Those Look what happened hats. to the Fantastic Four movie. Those assets. The guy made the guy made one movie and Fox went in and went, yeah, not so much. And they almost reshot the entire movie and they recut it. I mean, it was going to be a crap fest on wheels no matter what. God, that movie was a mess. It, but you let the studios mix up, go in and try to fix it. And I guess I did air quotes. They're going to mess it up <laughs> even more. Marvel is like, we are the studio. If we mess it up, it's our property. It doesn't benefit us at all. We have to make it good. Giving them back the Fantastic Four was the is the smartest decision that that studio yeah. has ever made since saying, yeah, we'll distribute Star Wars for you. Well, they, we they, don't think it's going to make any money, but we'll 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 go on board with it for a while. Right. It's, that's Duh. The, the superhero. <clears throat> that's why we have Marvel, because because of yeah. the Fantastic Four. You gotta yeah, get it right. Like, we can't let that happen good, again. And good. can we get back X Men at some point? But actually, I think leave X Men where it is. Kind of what irritates me a little bit, because some of the blunders they've made with Superman. Ugh. Same kind of problem. But oh, you know what? That's they get away man, with it. They, they 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 get away with it now by saying it's a whole different universe in the multiverse. Oh, they can do whatever God. they want. They, they, right. they can do whatever they want. And it it drives me crazy because that is the height of arrogance for those companies. And he who must not be he named initial ZS. <laughs> well, this is my spot. No, you don't understand. You don't get to claim Superman. He Superman is the world. Everybody. Yep. <laughs> you cannot claim Batman and make him a killer. He's the world's. Well, you, you know, you, you're taking these properties and you take away the essential bits of what makes these characters re- relevant and what makes them resonate with us. You take that away and you don't have anything. You don't have an audience. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the biggest yeah. problem with those movies. Anyway, well, back since, to Marvel. Since, thank, uh, thank, <laughs> thank, you, thanks, thank you to Fox for for finally seeing the friggin' light. Thank you. I haven't confirmed it yet. If, the, it's, if it's true. If yeah. it's true, please. Now, the I, one thing, though, the one thing that, that, I mean, there's several things that make me happy that this might be true um, is that uh, those um, time slots, movie slots that they have planned that they say were unannounced or, you know, they're not going to say uh, uh, unknown titles. Um they're now saying that those are going to be the Fantastic Four ones and that this deal has been going on for a little while. 
um, and not yet confirmed, but that is coming to light finally. But the other thing that made it more likely that this deal is really happening is unfortunately bad news. And that is they have confirmed inhumans to mm-hmm. not be in the lineup anymore. Right. And, but the, the time slot, the movie slot for it is still there. So the idea now is that it's being replaced by Fantastic Four. But the Inhumans are Fantastic Four characters. Then give the Inhumans a role in that or give them their own TV show. I I would love an Inhumans TV show. It's It's not on the slate anymore. You know what? And here's the thing. If they do make a TV show based on the Secret Warriors, there's your Inhumans. There you go. Yeah. Give me... Give me that as a spinoff, and I am exceedingly happy. And give me back Hunter and Bobby. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we got a little sidetracked. Yes. Because there was something I wanted to say that people are going to hate me for. What's that? Whedon. Joss Whedon and the Whedon brothers. They have never given us something happy that didn't. (laughs) immediately follow with something sad or vice versa. I thought it was going to happen in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so That's getting, getting Fitz and Simmons together, not always a good thing. As long as they were separate, they were going to be fine. But the moment they actually get together and have some happiness, I'm sorry, but Fitz is talking about the Whedon curse. Yeah, I, know. I <laughs> think I think that something this, is going to happen, and I think it's going to be Fitz. I think it's going to happen. But, what if, but, but because Fitz and Simmons are based on Jed and Marissa's relationship, they break this might be the exception to the weeding curse, because I think maybe it's Daisy and Lincoln who could be maybe. experiencing the weeding curse, or Fitz is going to be the one in space who goes boom. Yeah. But, because you know Fitz. If Fitz is, dove through the portal instead of doing what they were supposed to do. He jumped the gun. He did something on his own without talking it through. He endangered himself for Simmons. He's not going to let, you know, he's not going to not repeat that. He's going to repeat that. And if it comes down to the fact that in order to get rid of Hive or to protect, you know, at the very least protect Gemma, he's going to do things without permission and without telling anybody and it's going to be a shock, and it's going to be terrible. It'll work, because mostly whatever, whatever Fitz has done that has been spur of the moment, it has worked every single time. Right. But it's also been extremely dangerous and something that could have ended up him dying. And I think his luck is slowly running out. I mean, he got lucky, but doesn't mean he's going to keep staying right. lucky. So he has... It's very possible. I Jed part of me to be a rebel. part of me knows that part, Jed and Marissa <laughs> yeah. know how popular this couple is. Just the characters, even before they were a couple, we loved Fitz and Simmons. We loved. We gave them a cute little name. We called them. Well, the show did first. Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they they're going to want to alienate that many fans because look at how many they alienated by turning Ward. Yes, but. Bad. I'm, I'm sorry, but you yourself just said that they're popular. Everyone loves them. They've become the best couple to, to, to fawn over right. and to cheer for. But that's what people said about Coulson. 
Everyone right. loved Colson. Colson was amazing, and then they killed him. And it well, wasn't they didn't in the really plan know until after he. There was not a movement about Colson until after they killed him. Yeah, he was beloved, but he didn't. It wasn't until they killed him that we had the. But he wasn't everybody. Like, go, yeah. He wasn't a god. I mean, yes, we all dug him. We all were like really upset because I think it was his death that made us go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's, okay, that's not that's right. True. Yeah, that's true. I think with the tentative hold that we have on the ratings and the viewership, we don't have millions and millions and millions of viewers. We're about four million viewers. We need bit more. We want they want more. Killing off one of Fitzsimmons is going to destroy the viewership. It's going to destroy ratings. They I think that they're smart enough to know that's going to kill us if well, we they- do that. We are going to put a huge dent Guard- into our ratings and viewership if we kill off Fitz or something. Where did the weeds get tired of repeating this trope over and over? Yeah. God, we well, get the, Joss didn't do it in, in Age of Ultron, except for, you know, Peter, except for Quicksilver. Yeah, sure. But well, he wasn't Fitzsimmons. With Hulk. With Hulk and mm, Black Widow. But Hulk's still alive. But, and Hulk's nature is to be solitary. Them. Yeah, but, no, that's why. But that's who Hulk is. I mean, to me, that was a natural thing to happen. It wasn't Joss going, ha-ha, twirling his little mustache. <laughs> no, I don't I'm know. going to kill the... It's not like George R. R. Martin going, oh, let's just kill... Oh, I don't know where this character is going. Let's just kill him. Yeah. Um, and I... I worship at the altar of Joss Whedon. We, we know this. Yes. But he doesn't do it in everything. It's, I mean, it's become like when people say, well, Sean Bean dies and everything. Actually, if you look at all of his films, he dies in very few of his films. It's he just dies the ones that become popular. He dies in the big <laughs> ones. The big, you know, Patriot Games and Lord of the Rings and Goldeneye. 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 Yeah, you know, so I couldn't remember which one he was in. Um, so it's like there's there's the myth of the Whedon curse, and then there's reality of the Whedon curse. You know, I think Joss, they, they like you, James said, they might be trying to get away from it. Okay, there, there's... Because this is not really a Joss show. He was involved only with the first one, and he's been uh, in the background executive producing, which is, like, just going, what are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, that? Okay, that's good. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. He was really only involved in the first one, and Jed and Marissa have a different... I mean... It hasn't felt like a Whedon show, like a Joss show, except that there are certain things that he helped develop. But I, I think it's a possibility that one of Fitz and Simmons is gonna is gonna die, I th- because I think anybody could be up in that ship. But and I, I think, think this... I think Fitz, I I agree with Josh. I think Fitz would sacrifice himself, yeah. but it would also that would be the thing that would hurt Gemma the most, because yeah. if he did that yeah. for her again. And she had no control, and she couldn't stop him. Um, yeah, it makes for good drama, but it's like, oh, okay, well, he's going to do that again. But I also think that he is of the ones who could be up in that ship when it goes boom boom. Yeah. I think boom, boom, that they're boom. the least. They're the least likely. I think it's going to be someone who is really like it makes more sense to be up there. I feel like it. I feel like it might be May. No, I, I yeah, I have. I think we can That's make it argue. I think if we we could agree, we can make an argument for anybody being up there, except yeah. except Colson probably. That's a sure We can pretty much stick. We could 
that's pretty much do it for me. Uh, we could stick anybody from the team or the Secret Warriors up there, and it would we we could have reasons. Like yeah. Josh has his theories about being fit. I I see that as a possibility. I could see Simmons as a possibility. I see Daisy as a possibility. I see Lincoln or Yo Yo. I see Mac even. Mac is a big possibility. Henry Simmons has gotten a lot of play from being on the show, just like Trip did, just like BJ Britt did. BJ Britt went on to to do other things because he was launched by this show. I would hate to lose another hot black guy. <laughs> because I'm like we we really we really I like the multiculturalness of our show. Yeah. But you know you could make an argument for pretty much anybody, and you could make an argument for Colson, except that he never wears one of those little fun, those little cool shield suits, which would be really hot to see him in. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was I saying? He does it animation. I'm sorry, he does I, it I, animation. I, he does it, yeah. Yes, he does. But um, yes, he does. But um. I, I'm just waiting to see. I, I'm like, I, I can't speculate. I just, I'm just ready for it to, to see what happens. Can I say that I really enjoyed Max's part in this episode? Yes. I really enjoyed his role. That's why I tried to put him on there with Fitzsimmons, so that we don't forget that Mac was awesome. And I love the thing that he knew what they were doing with they turned off their comms. Gets a trick that yeah. Bobby and Hunter told all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but part of me thinks like I wanted Mac after they had this conversation. They're like all talking, all sweet, and talking about getting down. And all, all I want to hear was Mac saying, "Guys, your comms are still on." Yeah. That uh, sounds good, you guys. I hope that happens. or something like yeah. you know who you know should I bring the champagne or something? Uh, I really <laughs> wanted him to like go. I'm still here. Uh, I also really liked his fight against James because I was just really uh, creative oh. just to throw the throw the um. Sure. wine bottle up there to like cause the explosion so we can get away that was really creative I thought yeah I love seeing him in action I think Mac in action is is such a a fun thing to see and he's so good at it yeah. oh my god oh he's so good at that stuff he's so good at the physical and but he's also a very cerebral character you get behind his way of thinking you know he he really thinks things out um I I he thought he was just he, he does everything mechanically Keep it with fire. He's a, he, it was a great. Somebody posted when I said something about, you know, Fitz and Simmons and Mac, and they said, you know, it would be funny if like Mac came in because Fitz forgot to put the tie on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. like, I I need that scene. I want that scene. Good, good cop. I think it was Joey Michael, one of my followers. I was just like. That would be awesome. I now I now did not know I needed that in my life. I think he just it was so much fun for like so it's like what's not been going on for very long and he's like kids been going on for a while now. Guys know about this. <laughs> this is common sense. <laughs> he was the audience. <laughs> yes, he was. And I think a lot of times he is. I think we that's what we that's I think what drew a lot of us back in the day to Colson. And why, you know, some of us have loved him since Iron Man is because he was us. He was the regular person who was watching, who's like watching the superheroes and getting to kind of play in that world. And he was kind of us. And I think that's something I told Clark. It's why I first really noticed him in the first Iron Man was like, first it was, oh, my God, it's Clark Gray. I loved him on the West Wing. 
and sports night. And James, my James can attest to that because I was sitting right next to him when I gasped in the movie theater. <laughs> um, not you, James, my James. Oh um, no! Or the Whitehead's James. Yeah, yeah. I have There's too many Jameses James. around here. <laughs> I have five gay Jameses alone. You're, you're um, like, uh, you're James. Actually, you're like, you could split, get to different parts. Like, yes. Like, uh, yeah. I like Alicia. Like Alicia. <laughs> like Alicia. Or Alicia too, though. But I think hey, Mac is our new hey, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to leave. I'm gonna get a be. I'm be getting a business phone call that I gotta get to. The sad yeah, part, the good news is, is I don't work today, so I was able to talk a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's good. So, okay. Have fun on your anyway. business call. I'll talk to you guys bye, later. Bye. Right, bye. Great. Well, I think we kind of covered most of the episode. We, we kind of yeah. Covered all the, and then some. Yes. Yeah. So, you guys wanna move on to feedback? Yep. Okay. Okay, so from Twitter we have uh, Joy Michael. Uh, I had said something about Daisy, calling Daisy a traitor, and he said, just what I've been saying all this time since the end of season one, Judas! <laughs> Bethy at Midnight Fairy, in response to Hive, he is gross, like manipulative piece of shit, gross, ugh. Uh, at Catwoman1, too much confrustration with so many dreams coming true, yet so many downers, and nothing will be right till Daisy is back with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, at Rain Beast, Aaron's tweets. Uh, only a few shows right now have my permission to try to give me a heart attack. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is obviously one of them. Freaky Walking Dead of the Marvelverse with all the times it scares me half to death. Fortunately, my favorite people of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are usually a tad safer, but sometimes I wish they would relent for just an episode. Kind of don't want to see what happens in the next episodes. Pretend everything's just hunky-dory. Damn, I love this series. Can't wait to rewatch the season during the summer. Hope it doesn't destroy me with the finale. Oh, but I've always had faith in S.H.I.E.L.D. and it hasn't failed me, so I'm reasonably sure we'll be fine. Okay, to the tweets. Tweet one. I love how May smiled when she said risky and irresponsible. <laughs> I think she loves those words. Why did you smile? <laughs> and then Mac, of course, asked her, why are you, smi- then why are you smiling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, May as pilot. Yeah, I definitely want May to be my pilot. <laughs> but no way would I have been able to hold on to my lunch. <laughs> T- tweet, Grant has a thirsty soul and he suffered for it. And that was Brett Dalton's tweet. I'm sure I've said it before, but you are perfectly creepy. <laughs> and to yeah. think that I wanted this guy dead. Ward, not Brett. I love that Brett has such a big part in the show after turn, turn, turn. It's not often that I see a good character turn bad and then become another whole new Beyond Evil character after that. It's just delicious what Brett has done. Ah, crap, an eBay auction I was watching ended two minutes ago while I was typing all this. Sorry, Aaron. (laughs) Things are bound to get complicated. You mean once we have sex? Fitz's pause after that. that. Oh my god. (laughs) Don't even talk about it because you guys are just tempting the writers to separate you guys. See, well, I was almost right. Uh, tweet: There was no need. There's no need for a war when everyone shares a common goal. How many will everyone be when it's all over? Uh, I'll do your dirty work, Phil, but don't you dare pretend your hands are clean. Yeah, Phil May is not happy with you. <laughs> the explosives laden vest was quite unexpected. I kind of sort of understand Coulson, but damn. Tweet: She's the closest thing I've had. I have to a daughter. Wait, is that the first time Coulson has ever said this? Was it? Because mm-hmm. in my mind and in dreams, he said it like 50 times already. But I think it was. I think he has, no. Yeah, I think it was the first time. It was like fan service almost. God. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so hard to tweet about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not give away big things while also reacting to them. She's really big on not posting spoilers. Uh, about Brett. Eek, stop it with the eyes! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be cool if the directors of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a S.H.I.E.L.D. Way more than cool, Clark Gregg. Can I have one? I think we all want one. I think we all want Yeah. How long do you think it's going to be before uh, Sean has one? <laughs> Sean Richter. <laughs> he, ha- he has a... He has a shield shield. Yeah, <laughs> he but he doesn't have shield. the shield shield. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't think the tech exists yet. That's true. I'm so anxious. Is it too much to ask to never put our science babies at risk? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just... And then when they got to the town, when... Ward says he bought the town. I was just wondering why the town was so quiet. Thank you for answering my question, Ive. Great call. <laughs> Chloe asked how we were doing. She tweeted out for the East Coast, you know, how you guys were doing. Most of the answers were like, uh, I'm not okay. I'm amazed I didn't have a heart attack. Um, how did I pay attention to the show with all the tweets? I bet I missed something important at some point. Maybe I should just stay up past midnight and watch again. No, I can't. I'm going to have to try the to have the best sleep ever, and you all try to have the best day ever. Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Morgan's email. Hey, Nikki, Dan, Josh, and James. It's very late here on the East Coast, about 1 a.m., and I didn't get to watch the episode live because I was at a book signing meeting, Felicia Day. You're excused. Nice. <laughs> You're excused. Oh, my God, she was so fabulous. It was great. So here are just a few quick thoughts before I pass out from exhaustion because I couldn't sleep without watching my favorite team. Hive was extra creepy this week, and talking to Gemma as well was so jerky. I'm glad she finally got to shoot him, even if it had no effect. And poor Daisy is still under his spell. Does she really know what she's saying She like she claims? Does she really feel like the team was pitying her, and Hive and the Inhumans are a true family? I hope not, because the team seriously loves her and needs her, and is definitely her family. Colsa was extra hard on Lincoln this week, and May was totally right in telling him he was being unfair about sparing Daisy, but risking Lincoln. At least he apologized to her about basically making her do his dirty work from time to time. Poor Inhumans getting taken over by Hive, but hey guys, we finally have a hellfire. His little battle with Mac was cool. I liked the big explosion from them both throwing something. The body modification stuff was cray. I, I, what does that mean, James? It was cray. It was cray. Cray cray. Oh, crazy. Oh, okay. Sorry, don't speak. Uh. <laughs> that language i don't know if the computer in that girl's arm was freaky or awesome definitely poses a question of does it terrify me or do i want one guardians of the galaxy reference yep colson's literal shield hand was the coolest hand yet yes agreed and everything was fitzsimmons this week and it was beautiful and nothing hurts except maybe fitz's windpipe because he got choked pretty badly that was not okay and my heart is overflowing with feels. I'm so happy. I could go on and on about them for hours and pages, but I'll spare you. Next week looks fantastic as per usual. So until then, Morgan. Good stuff. Yeah, Daisy with the force choke was like, Dude, bitch, knock it off. Could I be? <laughs> yeah, she was very, She just creeped me out this episode. Just like how much like Hive has had an effect on her, and just yeah, <laughs> she drank Hive's Kool Aid. Yeah. I really do like how they like how the episode is directed. And they have the cross cuts of the dialogue, so that actually like lumped, lumped over onto things, and you know everything like kind of, the story kind of flowed yeah. together. The Doesn't editing make... was. You're right. You're absolutely right. The editing was really spot on. It was really cool. Exactly. Whoever, 
the director of this episode just did an amazing job. And the writers. For sure. Yeah. This was my favorite episode of the of coming coming back from break. For sure. And we're going to move it to the closing of this episode. So, Nikki, tell everyone what we're doing next week. Next week, we'll be reviewing episode 19, Failed Experiments, and listener feedback. Good. If you're not sticking around for spoilers, we're going to just play the pre-recorded closing. Good. Enter Across the Airways podcast. Good. Network website. Across the Airways dot com. Again, that's across the airways dot com. You can check out all of our podcast shows available as their own individual programs in the iTunes store. Okay, Google Play Store. Guys for the podcast shows cut our network. We have the DC Nation podcast. Located at DC Nation dot across the airwaves dot com. Again, that's DC Nation dot across the airwaves dot com. Which reviews popular DC Comics related TV shows got movies. There's also the Marvelverse podcast located at marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairways.com Again, that's marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairways.com which reviews Marvel Comics related TV shows got movies. Again, we also have Thronescast our podcast dedicated to reviewing episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones which is available at the website thronescast.acrosstheairwaves.com Again, that's thronescast.acrosstheairwaves.com In addition to these programs, you can listen to the original Across the Airwaves podcast, which is accessible at acrosstheairwaves.com, which reviews TV shows not related to superheroes, core Game of Thrones, like The Walking Dead, Doctor Who, Star Wars Rebels, Supernatural, and more concluding sitcoms such as The Big Bang Theory got The Muppets. Also, you can listen to Across the Airways, the DC Nation podcast, Thronescast, the Game of Thrones podcast, got The Marvelverse podcast, got The Mixed Radio Station, coded by Jack Stifle, Stitcher Radio, or if you use Apple devices, download the Podcast Box app. Got if you're on a Windows or Android device, you can download our apps from the Amazon Marketplace. Got the Windows Marketplace. Got a regular Windows or Windows Phone app. Guys, for how you can contact us to give your own listener feedback, got the TV shows we review, provide suggestions on how we can improve your podcast listening experience, or just want to say, do you like what we're doing? Email us at acrosstheairways.gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairways.gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Got across their waves. There's no the in there. It's just across their waves. Join our circle. Got Google Plus. Or leave us a voicemail by calling 773-809-3363. Could get it 773-809-3363. Also, when sending us an email, please mention which podcast show you're directing the message to. Get the subject line. If you are sending us listener feedback you want us to read on the air. I would also recommend that you check out our YouTube page, which features trailers for upcoming movies and television events. Along with this content, the ATA YouTube channel is a great source for panels from past Comic-Cons, and it will be a great resource to find videos related to the Comic-Con taking place in San Diego this summer. 
to go along with our Comic-Con special. All right. So once again, for our other Across the Airwaves podcast hosts, Nico Reifstech, Wu Kim, Michael J. Penny, Gun Steve Nostro, I'm Dan Schmidt. I'm Nikki Amy. I'm Josh McCray. I'm James Hayfield. And until next week, we will catch you in the Marvelverse. All right. So what you just heard gives audio for next week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is going to be another doozy. Could hopefully something bad grow to happen to a certain couple entitled Fail Experiments. As, oh, a threat of hi- As a threat of high flumes, loyalties are put to the test and the team must come up with a decisive resolution. Hey, Lash. <laughs> That's what I think it's going to be. We're going to get the Cree. Yes, that too. Get We're going to get blue Cree. Blue people. The, the blue, blue Cree. Group. The blue no, no, group. no. That, that makes me oh, think yeah. of Arrested Development. Go ahead. <laughs> Go. Which is one of my favorite TV shows, but still. <laughs> these people aren't funny. That, that's and, No, these are, these are pretty badass beings, the Cree. David Cross is a or if, or if you're the um, uh, or if you're the late, or if you're Glenn Close's character in Guardians of the Galaxy, they're pricks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is true. But no, if it was David Cross playing one of those, it might lose a little bit of its bite. I think so too. <laughs> Even though you know, we, I love to see Tobias blow, you know, blew himself. Yeah. Is it is it Michael Rooker's character? Is he a Cree? Yeah. No. Yondu. So. No. Yeah, he's some other species. I think he's. Like, he's a Rooker. Is he supposed to be the last of the species in the comics, or? In the comics, yeah, I believe so. If I'm not confusing him with another character, but um, no, I, I just call him a Rooker because he's Michael Rooker, yeah. and he's yeah. always awesome. He's got his. Yeah, own Michael Rooker's character so exactly changed from person to person very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's an uh, awesome man. I mean, against him, of course, but you know, he's just his acting range isn't very big. As far as I've seen, so he oh, just his well, body part. I have. Then I have a. I will watch Mallrats. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing you really got to watch for Rooker, if you want to see a whole, like where this man, this man is so talented. Henry Portrait of a Serial Henry Killer. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, I've heard oh, that. Oh my god! Oh my god! He is incredible. Great. So it's Rebecca spoilers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to be in this. Marco, sadly, it's not in this no. episode. No, but uh, let me know. I think this is just gonna have more shockers in it. This life thing, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Cause I don't even know if it will be resolved completely at the end of the season. Cause I don't I know. Really if know. Kai will be a villain next season, but there'll be repercussions. 
you can most definitely agree with that. Okay, there's, there's gonna be something, something is gonna happen. Okay, there's gonna be characters. I have to wonder what that thing is that can destroy him. Like, what? When the world could destroy him? Okay, look, I don't okay. know. Go look at the guy the X Files. Quick, a spaceship. Get <laughs> yeah. Spaceships for the X Files. Something like that. <laughs> whatever happens, thing. it's whatever happens. It's like maybe it's something that early Inhumans had had to develop yeah. when they were trying to get rid of him, and they're the only ones mm-hmm. who could get rid of him. So, um, but I am excited to see the Kree, obviously, but I'm also excited to see the return of John Hanna and the fact that they're going to try to make Inhumans the way they used to make Inhumans. Yeah, but the Inhumans are based off of the Kree, right? So how are they going to be able to make... They're part uh, Kree. The Inhumans were part Kree, yeah. Yes. Oh, maybe they, maybe the Kree is actually going to provide an example, which is going to help the thing, but not like willingly, of course, but that's going to be bad. Right. <laughs> right. Gets we don't know. The third Kree next week. <laughs> maybe that wasn't there a Kree in the first season, and maybe he'll come back if he, because I think he's no, he, he was he was in a tube. He was dead. No, there, no, there was like a real there was a there was an actual like living Kree yeah, that came was. with I think with uh Sim, with uh Sif, didn't they or the something like that? Sif the second yeah. Sif episode. The second episode because they wanted to get oh. easy. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, so they maybe he comes back. He might be back to kill Daisy because Daisy's a brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak. We'll see yeah. where this goes. I really hope Daisy is redeemed sooner mm-hmm. by the end of the season. Because I, I don't want her going evil. I want redemption, yeah. you know? She's still the hero of this story to me. In addition to Coulson. But, you know, that's that's kind of how it is to me. Is that, you know, she and May and Coulson are the big three heroes of the show. They're the trinity with, with support. And I just hope mm-hmm. that they get back to being a nice, happy family again. So that's yeah. my hope, and I think we'll wrap up the show. If you guys are going okay. to go yeah. right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. We now return to our regularly scheduled program.